Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. Happy Hanukkah. Freilich and Hanukkah. Chag Urim Sameach. We are live today in Teaneck, New Jersey. Our on-the-road segments in this month of December brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms of Flushing and Aaron's West Orange of West Orange, New Jersey. And today we're live at Yeshiva Heichal HaTorah in Teaneck, New Jersey, a yeshiva that's uh, opened up about six years ago and that today is officially having a live broadcast from the base medrash that has been dedicated to the memory of uh, David Ben Yosef HaKohen. The Rosazada family is responsible for that, and we will spend the morning with them and with our friends at Yeshiva Heichal HaTorah on a Tuesday right here at JM in the AM. Halalu anachnu madlikin Al hanisim ve'al haniflaos Ve'al ha-chuos Ve'al ha-milchamos She'asisalaboseinu Bayamim ha-hem bazman hazeh Ha-neros halalu anachnu madlikin Alhanisim ve'alhaniflaos ve'alachuos ve'alamilchamos she'asisalavoseinu bayamim ha'hem bazman hazeh al yidei koanecha hakdoshim ve'chol shmohonas yemei chanukah. Thank you. 
JM and the AM, we're at uh, Heichal Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey. Today is the um, uh, the day that we officially, on air, dedicate the uh, uh, base medrash here at Heichal Torah um, with the Rosazada family. It's being uh, dedicated in honored memory of uh, Joe and Rabin's father. Uh, Joe is somebody you've heard on the air many, many times, in, including on the road shows like this one. I remember Joe was with us in Stay Road. Uh, he was on the air with us, and uh, he's been with us uh, during other programs as well. So he's going to join us, and we'll meet some of the people at Hechel Torah, and we'll talk about this unique relationship that the Rosazada family has with the yeshiva and why we are now sitting in a brand-newly renovated uh, uh, base medrash here at Hechel HaTorah. So we're in Teaneck, New Jersey, as we're on the road during the month of December for a variety of shows. And uh, today, Tuesday, second day of Hanukkah, takes us here to Hechel HaTorah. There's a brand new song out there from Nachas. It's called Miracle, right? It's called Miracle. <laughs> and here it is for you at JM in the AM. Nachas! <laughs> How can I find a miracle today? God doesn't split the seas, no, and candles don't seal it for eight days. But every once in a while, I see God's love and a smile. He's behind the curtain, always working with my best life in mind. Hamiras, Halalu, Anu, Mahikin. Candles, family by your side. Your family by your Watch side. the smiles and faces glow as songs fill up the night. This is your miracle, your beacon of hope. When life begins to get you down, remember God's tugging the ropes. Hanelus, Halalu, Anu, Malikin. And I got a very, very important message for you Here we go You and I have a very special life We need to light up the world No, no, no You don't have to be a Maccabee No To inspire Heaven's desire Heaven's desire Everybody now! La 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 la, la 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 la
From Nachas, a song called Miracle in honor of the holiday of Hanukkah here at JM in the AM. It is Hanukkah 5780. We're celebrating together. Chagurim Sameach, a happy Hanukkah, Freilich and Hanukkah. Believe it or not, we are broadcasting this morning for the first time in six months from a base medrash. The last time we were in a base medrash was with our friends at NCSY Kolel. Now we're in the base medrash, the brand newly renovated base medrash here at Hechalatora in Teaneck, New Jersey. Good morning to Miriam L. Wallach, who is here producing our show this morning. We have to thank Aaron's Casino Farms sure. and Aaron's West Orange. They yep. help support our on-the-road segments that are taking place during the month of December. When you walk into Aaron's in both West Orange and in in Flushing <laughs> later today. I'm having like, <laughs> you all right? Later, too many latkes and too many sufkani. Uh, when you walk in later today to, um, to either of the stores, you're going to see this beautiful poster that declares... Uh, that we're going to be at Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey, on Eagle Rock Avenue next week. Yeah, just don't get there before I bring the posters. Correct. Correct. You want to wait until so you can see it. Yeah. Uh, Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange for a live lunch Tuesday, the day before we head to Israel. And then, of course, we broadcast next week from the Siyam Shas in Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. The day after the big Siyam Shas in New Jersey is the Siyam Shas in Jerusalem. And we will be at the center of the Jewish world in Yerushalayim on that very special day. Actually broadcasting the way we did it seven and a half years ago in New Jersey. We're actually going to be broadcasting the pregame show, so to speak. The pre show mm-hmm. from Yerushalayim. The heart of Yerushalayim next week on on Thursday. Then we'll be attending the Siyam HaShas of And that night I'm going to have the privilege of, um, of participating in a really special program before the Siyam begins as well. So a full slate next week in terms of our on-the-road segments. Uh, and, of course, this week, today, we're at Hechalat Torah, uh, awaiting the arrival of the Rosazada family and uh, to discuss with the people here at Hechal and um, uh, the Rosazada family why we are in this base medrash today and why it's so significant uh, that this Hanukkah Sabayis is taking place uh, now during Hanukkah. Um, and when we say Hanukkah Sabayis, we mean the dedication of the uh, base medrash itself. The building has been standing for quite a while. Anybody who's been here knows that. <laughs> but we're talking about the Hanukkah Sabayis of the base medrash. And uh, then, of course, on Thursday at 11 o'clock, we continue on the road uh, by being in Flatbush, Brooklyn at J yeah. Drugs. If you walk in there later today, you'll see a beautiful poster that declares that show taking place Thursday. I'm doing my best. At 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and we're saluting you for that. Thank, thank you. you very much, and thank you to Yoni as well. I uh, don't have to go to Staten Island today also, do I? The, no. The, okay. you're, that's one borough you're not going to have to cover. Excellent. So that's our story here, everybody. is JM and the AM broadcast on the second day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah's Habayis, a, uh, a dedication of a Beis Medrash in memory of David Ben Yosef HaKohen. Um, uh, Joe and Rabin Rosazada's father and um, and Mama Rosazada's husband. Mm-hmm. Mama's somebody who we've gotten to know very well over the years. And we'll discuss all of that coming up. And we are being hosted uh, by Rabbi Steckler and the wonderful people at, um, at Hechal HaTorah here in Teaneck. This is 
really good. This is tremendous exposure for the yeshiva. I did not realize that this yeshiva was here for six years in Teaneck, New Jersey. And frankly, I thought I knew everything about Teaneck, New Jersey. But I don't know everything about Teaneck, quite obviously. And I didn't realize that the yeshiva had been here already for this long, and it's making such an impact. And when we visited the other day, so that uh, you and Yoni and I could test out what's uh, going on here technically, so we could broadcast this morning, uh, we saw a full base medrash with a lot of uh, young and vibrant students who are participating not only in the high school, but in a post-high school-based medrash program as well. So there's a lot to talk about and a lot to salute. You know, this is a holiday where the enemy tried to uh, destroy Torah study. This is a holiday where the enemy... Uh, we're c- commemorating an enemy that uh, that tried to destroy Jewish ritual. So here we are, believe it or not, on Hanukkah at the heart of Jewish observance, which is a base medrash um, uh, to dedicate it today and to uh, discuss uh, this uh, wonderful day that the Rosazada family has set aside for Heichal HaTorah in Teaneck, New Jersey. More coming up. You are listening to a Hanukkah edition Day two of Hanukkah at JM in the AM.
about that jm and the am that's the uh miami boys choir here at jm and the am it's hanukkah day two and we have a hanukkah tabayit we have a dedication today of the base medrash here at heichal hatorah in uh, teaneck new jersey uh dr joe rosazada um called my attention to this yeshiva and to the fact that they have this new base medrash a couple of weeks ago and uh, then he followed up and invited us to be here this morning at JM in the AM uh, at this historic occasion as the Rosadada family dedicates the base medrash. I will remind everybody, and we're about to go live on Facebook Live, and I'll let you know when that starts. I remind everybody that Dr. Joe Rosazada has been with us before for some historic broadcasts. Uh, we mentioned Stay Road earlier, and that was historic, including the uh, Red Alert Remember that, the red alert that we had in Stay Road during the show? We saw the missile go. We certainly did. We were watching missiles flying, and we were actually there when they uh, when they had a red alert, which was quite frightening and reminded us what our brothers and sisters go through in Stay Road and surrounding areas on a regular basis. And by the way, the largest Chanukiah in the world, I believe, I hope I'm accurate about this, is in Stay Road. They've taken the material from missiles, and they've built not only one on top of their Beit Midrash and their um, uh, their big building, their main building in Steyrob, but now they've actually taken that material and built the largest Hanukkah, either in the state of Israel or the world. I forgot what I read, uh, but that's quite significant. Then you're and with you, us. And you have a small one at home. Do we have a Dr. Joe's mic on? Uh, and we have what? Oh, yes, I have a small one at home. 
uh, that was made in Stay Road from right. uh, pieces of rockets and missiles and all that. Because they go ahead and take what the enemy wants to do to destroy us, just like the holiday of Hanukkah commemorates. And they take that material and they create uh, something positive and, and, uh, and, and uh, bright light from that. That's number one. Number two, you may, and we're live on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. If you want to see what the uh, inside of the brand new base medrash at the uh, Hechelat Torah looks like, we're now on uh, Facebook Live with Dr. Joe Rosazada. Then, at one point during our relationship, you were on the air with us from Paris on Hanukkah. That's right. We're, we're making a habit many, of this. How many years was that? This was four years ago tonight. Wow. Four years ago tonight, we were in Paris. Crazy. And it, was, it is crazy. And that, you may recall, was a time of tremendous fear, both for Jew and non-Jew alike, because of the enemy who had attacked the city of Paris. And we were there a year after the hyper attack, which was, of course, targeted directly to the Jewish community. And... Um, and we got to speak to everybody from, again, a place where the enemy wanted to destroy us. And Baruch Hashem, there's still a Jewish community in Paris that's flourishing. A part of it continues to move to Israel. But we know that, uh, that thank God, they're able to uh, continue living, uh, living there in Paris. Then you were with us in Venice. Yep. And the significance <coughs> of the Venice program, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing only because it's unbelievable as we think of all this work that we've had the privilege of doing together. Uh, Venice commemorated a time when the Jews were 500 years earlier uh, put into a ghetto and into circumstances that were essentially unlivable, but they had no choice but to live under those circumstances. And we were there 500 years later, no joke, for the 500th commemoration, and spent an incredible Shabbat in Venice. And you may recall that, you know, talk about Hanukkah and uh and uh, Jewish unity, etc. You may recall that that Matzah Shabbat, we had a Malava Malka yes. that really was a wonderful symbol of Jewish unity, Jewish pride, bringing something. One thing everybody there knew in the ghetto is that they would never have this type of Jewish music experience again. Uh, or, or at least, you know, they, they certainly knew that it hadn't happened in a long time. And you brought the whole fam- the whole community together. That, that was, was, I think, it was more amazing than anything else. That, that, I don't know if I brought them together, but because we were there and facilitated the whole thing, they ended up being together, which for was sure, great. For sure, That was pretty amazing. And uh, here we are today in Teaneck, New Jersey, because you and your family decided, for whatever reason, which we're going to find out, <coughs> That Hechel Torah needed a new base medrash. That Hechel Torah needed a better, an even better environment to conduct their Torah study. And we walked in here the other day, by the way, because we came in to test out how things would work technically here. We walked in. This was a, this was, and will be later today again, a very vibrant, young, spirited base medrash with uh, tremendous learning going on. I went through earlier on the website the faculty and the uh, rabbeim who are here at the yeshiva. You're talking about some very, very impressive people. And and tell us about your relationship with the Heichel Torah. How did this begin at the Rosazada family? You know, um, first of all, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and Chanukah Sameach. That's right. Chag Urim Sameach. How do we say it in Persian, Joe? How do we say Happy Chanukah in Persian? Mubarak. Chanukah Mubarak. Hanukkah Mubarak. Let's add that to the list. <laughs> I now have four greetings that I will say on the air. Hanukkah you Mubarak. Go. And you're accompanied by somebody from Brazil this morning. That's right. I wonder how they say Happy Hanukkah in Portuguese. How do we say Happy Hanukkah in Portuguese? What was that? 
Feliz Hanukkah. Feliz, <laughs> Feliz Hanukkah to there you, you Dr. Rosazana. There you go. There you go. There you go. You're always meeting Jews from around the world. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Hashem is unbelievable. It really is. You know, uh, Hashem runs the world. Obviously, we know that. But, but once again, Hashem has showed me that Baruch Hashem, you know, that He's in control and He... You know, he runs the world, obviously, we know that, but now you can see it, actually see it come, you know, come in life. And you're saying that because of the people you meet or because of your both. relationship with this yeshiva? Both, both, absolutely both. Really, so, really. So both. tell me how this started with Hechel Torah. So Hechel Torah was basically um, Rabbi Parnas, who is who was my rabbi. When I came from, from Iran in 1988, um, I came to. I went to JEC after from Vienna. We came to JEC. Um, there were three rebbeim there that really took me in, um, and like you know, even like getting me to fill in for my bar mitzvah, and you know, like things that I I didn't even thought about like at that point that like it was like you know like what they'd done for me it was Rabbi Abel, Rabbi Snow, and Rabbi Parnas, of course. Um, them three, they really took not only like you know like when when. I was 12 years old when I came here, and I, you know, didn't know any English, didn't know anything, you know, like, didn't know the customs, anything like that. Um, and Rabbi, Rabbi, them, all three of them got me actually my first, my tefillin for my bar mitzvah. Not only that, they got one for my father and my brother. So, he, my brother and my father had one, but, you know, they weren't sure where right. it came from, what was going the on. So they wanted to, exactly, they wanted to make sure that, that like, you know, it was 100%. And really that's where it started. And, uh, you know, I went to high school there. Um, you know, um, they taught me, you know, how, you know, from English to, to Gemara that I've never learned before. And, you know, in, in, in Iran, there was, we never had Gemara. Like, it was all Homish and all that. And, you know, learning a piece of Gemara from them that I still remember it's unbelievable. So they were really, it was really amazing. And uh, after Rabbi Parnas came here, um, you know, again, Mina Shemayim happened to be coming to Heichal. Um, you know, he opened my eyes to Heichal and he said to me, come one day, come look at it, take a look at what's going on here. You won't believe that these kids, when they're davening, they have their jackets on and you know, and but but it's still they're still they're playing the ball. They're 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 cool. They're you know at, at the same time they're learning top level. You know they're learning really well in high school. Um, and then uh, he introduced me to Rabbi Steichler, who came over and we had a little small meeting in my office. And uh, this is about how long ago? This is this all happening. Probably in I would say June, maybe. Oh, just now, like a few months ago. Yeah, in June, um, and he said that like Hashem, you know, like we're starting this uh, base medish program for post post high school, post right? high school, yeah, post Israel, I guess, post Israel. Um, and really, like I don't know of any anything like that in New Jersey. I know that they're you know in Great Long Island, schools, Great right? Neck has it, and I know Landers has it, and. And I thought it was in, it was brilliant. I thought it was so smart. And he said, "But you know, I like to like have a base medish for it." So um, I came here one day, and this room really was uh, it was you know it was a room that the kids were eating lunch, and there were there was really nothing in this room. And we decided that you know I I you know I envisioned. I said you know I could we could do this, we could do that. 
Oh, so they were using a different space for the base measures. It was not using, even here. Right? Well, there was no base measures for right. that. For that, and then um, and then now, what I hear is Robbie Parnas gives his share from six o'clock in the morning. There's learning here. I was here last night. I'm, I'm here a lot of the nights now recently, just to make sure like what's going on, and I'm amazed. You know, um, Juan, who <laughs> was is one of my workers that did this work, he tells me last night. He goes, "How is it possible?" That they're singing and they're happy 10 o'clock at night what are they doing what are they what is this book they're, they're looking at he's like this, this, this <laughs> he is wants Spanish. the secret huh i promise you he <laughs> said he said to me i'm amazed you know i come here after work all day and just stand here and just listen to them and i'm amazed that they're so happy this is a guy that doesn't even understand but like he feels it in his heart when when they were singing last night and they're learning it's unbelievable but you know the vibe you know like the learning here is unbelievable and i'm hashem is unbelievable to me because I, was, because I was thinking of going somewhere else doing something else but hashem like puts you like at the right place at the right time and and, and you felt this was it and yeah and your and family <coughs> agreed with you yeah absolutely and then um and then you know like he needed to you know like they wanted to start up by elo Right. And I said, okay, so whatever. Literally the night before, like, you know, Baruch Hashem, my family came and put the, the tables together to share. Like, it was really Baruch Hashem was like a family. All of us together made it happen. A and big family project. And Baruch Hashem. And it was open for Elosman. Absolutely. The first Just before Rosh Chodesh, you, uh, yep. you made sure yeah. it was open. Baruch Hashem. Dr. Joe Rose is on us here. We are his guests here at Hechel Torah, along, of course, with the Rice Steckler and the uh, wonderful Rabbeim and faculty here on this very special Chanukah Tabayit. We're dedicating this Beit Midrash today. Uh, and there actually will be. You're going to be putting a mezuzah up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put a mezuzah up later at the, toward the end of the show. We're also going to be joined by some very close friends of yours, both here at Hechal and others, yes. who are going to be checking in. And uh, we should mention that, of course, this is a family project. You and your brother Rabin, your mother, I'm sure, is taking amazing pride. Yes. Well, uh, sure. Mama Rosazada has a, uh, <coughs> a an incredible feeling toward. Um, a wonderful Jewish project. So let's put it that way. For sure. And, for sure. and, and, uh, and this is, of course, all dedicated to memory of your father. Yes. Uh, who I'm sure we'll hear from others later. But uh, he ha- he, he, you described just a, a few minutes ago what the situation was like for you and your family growing up. Sure. And as you said, with the tefillin, et cetera, you know, there were some difficult times. Absolutely. And, uh, but your father was a tremendous man of faith. And a tremendous man of knowing what was right and wrong, and he must be taking amazing pride in what's going on yeah, today. Yeah, you know, just imagining like what he gave up, you know, all all his life working and his family, his heritage, and just leaving it behind, and just making sure that me and my brother will be able to have freedom of religion, learn, and have education. Just because of that, he gave up everything and to come, and you know, and it's a, it's going to be the 18th year your site, after you know, in two weeks. So, um, and I felt like, you know, this is, you know, Chai, 18 is life. And right. Baruch Hashem, I'm able to give him another sort of, I hope, I hope, in, in, in the Shemayim, that Hashem sees this as a, as a you know, as a milah for his neshama. And, go, you know, that Hashem should go up and higher and higher. Well, we're on Facebook Live with Dr. Joe Rosazada. Oh, Simon, we're told, is watching on Facebook Live <laughs> right now from Israel. Simon. <laughs> so, so <laughs> and, I and have b- to say. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Simon, Baruch Hashem. And you're referring, of course, to Simon Jacob. Simon Jacob. With that, Simon, nothing really, really goes, like, you know, like from the beginning, from the time we came here. Nachum, I'm telling you, like, I'm sure he's going to talk about it, like, Unbelievable. He used to pick uh, pick my father up every morning from Livingston. The first six months, 
from Livingston every single morning at 5.15 in the morning, every single morning, and bring him so he could duchan because he really cared about duchaning every day. It's Sephardic Minyan. That's right. That's what he did from the beginning, from this, this li- when I was li- this, you know, like small, 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 I remember him doing that. And he's really my, my true role model. And, you know, the picture outside, I don't know if you saw that big picture. That picture is amazing. <laughs> he took that. He said to me, That's don't worry, I got it. I got it. He took a picture, and I don't know how he did That's whatever. Birkat Kornim, right? That's Birkat Kornim, but forget that. Uh, you know, like, I don't know if he even, I'm sure he realized it. He has my father's caver on top of there. So, like, it's like <gasps> the whole thing comes like the Harzatim where, where he's buried. It's just literally, I could, I could, you know, like, I know right. where the antenna is and where my father's buried. And, like, you know, I walked in last night, and I saw that, and I just, like, you know, like, got the chills so i want to say thank you to him and also robert ben ramon our three year sure. so he framed that so there you go you can't get a better frame <laughs> than him that's for sure so to robert right right so Baruch Hashem, how many years was your father in this country before he passed away he was here how many years he was here from 88 12 years about 12 years so he so he saw what the freedom of religion could lead to how Absolutely. how Batei Midrashot and schools and yeshivot can thrive in an atmosphere like this. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, that was that was his pleasure for us to you know, for him to see me go t- and learn and come back and, and do chesed and do what I wanted to do without being, you know, without having any problems. Walking to in in the in the in the streets of Shiraz, right. I can show you marks that, you know, that I've gotten beat up because just going to Shul. But now, Baruch Hashem, we're in America, and Baruch Hashem. And I know that it was in stages when your family left. Did he leave around the same time that you did? Like, were you yes, reunited yes. around the same time? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And um, and also a an adventure for him to get out? Or? Absolutely. Well, he had a heart issue, so they couldn't do the operation in Iran, and they sent him to Vienna with my mother to do the operation. At a separate time than you went. Right. Uh, but two days before. Oh, it was just a few days. Because that's why he wanted to make sure that like, right. we, you know, we'd be in Vienna together. And then everyone, the entire family, ends up coming to New Jersey after that together. Yes. Yes. Or something happened that you're not allowed to say. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> so everyone came together and then and, and you, you settle in... In Livingston. In Livingston, New Jersey. Well, West Orange, Livingston. Right. Because my uncle, my mom's brother, lived in Livingston. So he took us in for a few months until, and then my father said, no, I need to duchen. And in Livingston, there were no Sephardic Minyan. Right. That's how we got to West Orange, through help of Simon Jacob. Unbelievable. And and do you think often, I mean, I don't know how you can't think often about what you just mentioned a few minutes ago, about him leaving everything behind. And in a way, it's heartbreaking, but I'm sure he would say that in addition to the heartbreak, the, the promise and what he was able for to sure. see here, you know, somewhat makes up for that. For sure, especially like reading through these these weeks parshiot and looking at Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov, the journeys that they went through. You know, they all had this journey of leaving one place to going to another place, and I, I, you know, I can I can really really understand what they a little bit of what they went through because through my family and my my father. So when you see people who have um, grown up. All of their lives in this area, <laughs> who, 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 who sometimes my kids. who sometimes <laughs> might drift into a complaint or two about life. Yeah. <laughs> you do sometimes have some, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's unbelievable. Like uh, what what Baruch Hashem, our kids have today. Uh, you know, like the f- you know, just the freedom that they have. They like they walk around and they can learn. They don't get it. I'm, I, you know, my my own kids. I'm not. I'm talking about my own kids. Like they just we don't. They don't get it. They don't get what what opportunities they have and they don't appreciate what they have and you know like just i can imagine like if i had this when i was this age like 
you know, uh, come on, guys, wake up, you know, like, you know, like, and how many times I just have to, like, keep saying that to them. That that's the way life is, right? Yeah. It's all about circumstance. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com on the Nachum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We are Rabbi Steckler's guest here <laughs> at... Uh, at Hechalat Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey, a yeshiva that has been in existence now for six years. They now have a brand new Beit Midrash, courtesy of the Rosazada family. If you're watching on Facebook Live, I'm sitting with Dr. Joe Rosazada. He and his brother Rabin and their families, and of course, uh, Mama Rosazada, have dedicated this Beit Midrash in honored memory of, uh, of David Ben Yosef HaKohen, uh, Joe and Rabin's father. Uh, who, as you heard, his 18th yard site is about to be observed. This, this space metrics, by the way, is going to help attract a lot more Talmudim. I'm sure by Steckler who can confirm that, but you know that when you have a new facility like this, what has Rapartus told you about learning in this environment compared to what it used to be? You don't understand. My days get bright enough when I'm, when I'm dealing with patients and dealing with other works related Rabbi Parnas sometimes just sends me a text of a picture of the kids and the and the students learning. That just brings me up that day. It just like you know, like doesn't matter. Everything else, you know, it just doesn't matter. When that picture gets to me, when he texts that, and I see them learning away, it just you know, like it's so so unbelievable inside to feel that way. You're really. amazing. We should also mention you have a big bar mitzvah coming up. Mazal tov to you and Laurie, and of course Ruvain. And uh, and Mazaltov and Mabruk on that. Uh, we also, you know, I, I mentioned Raparnas a moment ago, and you just spoke about him. Uh, I was uh, so touched to hear that he's the son of Raparnas that I knew at YU, who's Shior, and I'm not exaggerating. His father Shior attracted about a hundred Talmidim every day. And if you know YU, there are a lot of Rebbeim Baruch Hashem and a lot of Shiurim, but his was one of the most popular in those really? days. And yeah, just amazing. And I had the pleasure of telling Raparnas earlier that I was a product of his father's Ramban Shir in Chumash wow. every Wednesday night. I wow. still remember this how many years ago, <laughs> how, many, how many years we're talking about. <coughs> so I always like when we do a show and we have connections that we can relate to from the past. And, and even if I don't go back to Persia in <laughs> those days, at least, at least I can there recall my days at YU and being associated with Raparnas' father. Uh, JM and the AM, we have more coming up. Simon is going to join us later, and I, I'm sure you'll join us yes. when he's... Sure. When he's on, you know, you, I, I, we, we have called him our Rebbe in Chesed, and I know he's going to be so upset we're saying this publicly, <laughs> but you have to admit Absolutely. that when it comes to doing small and large things for people, he's an unbelievable role yeah. model for us. Absolutely, so. absolutely, he really is. It's, uh, he's un- incredible, and he's just, again a role model to me. Um, you Remember know. when he and the committee redid the shul? You, know, you, you were, of course, involved, I'm sure, as well. In yes. West Orange, yeah, as far as shul, that was, sure. that was unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Hashem. And by the way, we noticed... And, you know, let me bring a connection. Sure. I don't know if you know, but there was a chandelier. Yeah, that was the one that was... There was two. There was one before, and there was one after. We got one, and then it was just too big for the room. Right. That was from Italy or something? Yes. Right. So then, so that one is going to actually go downstairs in the big big basement. So so everything comes together. It's like unbelievable. One <laughs> like second. You mean in West Orange, There's when the chandelier was too large for the Sephardic Minion, yes. that is now going? Uh, to the big business. Here in, in, this bu- yes. in this building? Yes, yes, yes. Where was the chandelier till now? <laughs> it was in his office. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I, I may have seen it. 
there, actually, now that I think about it. And one thing we also noticed about the decor of the base medrash here on this Hanukkah Habayit day at Heichal. There is a chandelier in the there center. That, why Lori picked that one. Not oh, from oh, Italy. Lori Rosazada is <laughs> responsible for that. Okay. Absolutely. So her influence on the base, <laughs> base, <laughs> yes, yes, base yes, medrash is, is, is uh, for everyone to see. Absolutely. A beautiful Nair Tumid. The shelves are incredible, and uh, and I want to tell you something because my staff said it. You know, you know that normally it's very challenging for me to find a comfortable chair in a live radio broadcast. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Joe, Dr. Joe, we may be schlepping somebody's <laughs> chairs back to the studio. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. All right, uh, Mazal Tov, Mabruka. We'll have more coming up. Uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada, of course, as we continue on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. It's Hanukkah, everybody. That's right. It's Hanukkah, and we are celebrating. Uh, and today we celebrate in this unique fashion by celebrating Torah. The enemy tried to destroy Torah. That's the history of the story of Hanukkah. So we here we are here today in five seven eight zero to remind everybody that there is a uh, a tradition. Thank God, and that is that the enemy is destroyed and that Torah survives and thrives. And that's why we're here today for this uh, beautiful. Uh, Hanukkah Tabayit of the uh, Beis Medrash at Heichal Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey. We're on the road during the month of December, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms of Flushing and Aaron's West Orange of West Orange, New Jersey. And today we get to celebrate here in uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey with our friends at uh, Heichal HaTorah. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. That's Eitan Freilich with Ivdu here on a uh, Tuesday morning. Happy Chanukah, everybody. Chag Urim Sameach. Mabruk Chanukah. Feliz Chanukah. What other languages do I need to cover? Uh, Freilich and Chanukah. We should do the Yiddish one, right? A Freilich and Chanukah. And, of course, a happy Chanukah to all as we broadcast from Hechal Torah here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Rabbi Michal Parnas, who was uh, mentioned earlier by Dr. Joe Rosazada, is with me here in our mobile studio in the base medrash of Hechel Torah. He is a senior Rebbe, Rebbe of the highest shear here at Hechel Torah, Rebbe Parnas. Happy Hanukkah, and thank you for joining me here at JMN. My pleasure. I love having chavrusas at 6 in the morning. <laughs> Are we now officially a chavrusa? Uh, wow. Can I tell that to my kids that I'm officially a chavrusa of yours? That would be amazing. Thank you. Uh, I mentioned your father, and I, I'm just going to say it now with you on the air. Um, legendary. For us who were in Yeshiva University in the 80s and 90s, legendary. Simple as that. And his shear was so attractive that literally, I'm telling you, uh, there were days when 100 Talmudim were sitting in that shear room. And I remember specifically <laughs> how there was always a discussion how there was no shear room big enough for your father. So that's, you know, pretty amazing. So please send him our best. I will, right after the show. When you speak with him. And, um, and this story that Joe told, just being your Talmud all those years ago in the late 80s. Do you remember that? Do you remember that era when he was there? Sure do. <laughs> and, and and what is it? What is it that sometimes Rabbeim, you know, welcome and treat their Talmudim with, with, you know, the way they should? But in some cases, you just develop a, a need to do whatever you can for a young person like this and his family. What, what was that like back then? Well, basically, you learn over the years. I'm already 38 years in Chinuch. If a Rebbe doesn't understand that the most minute move or statement he makes reverberates with the kids, then get out of Chinuch. I'll tell you a story that happened with someone in Tinek. I'm not going to mention his name. He had a daughter. I said, Mazel Tov. I said, what about making her into a Bas Talmud Chacham? Just, just a line, right? It's like, learn Torah. Seven and a half years later, he invited me to see him Mashas here in Tinek. He told me, I'm not making it if you cannot make it here. You tell me the night, that's the night I make it. And it was a big tent event. All because I said to him, turn her into a Baz Talmud And I thought the about daughter, it later. Just our audience, the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, you suggested right. that she be. Right. And that meant him taking Someone, on a daily regimen of Torah study. And I think he's on his third round. About to start his third round. So with Joe, with Dr. Rosazada, I mean, you don't even know. You don't even know. I learned that from my father, maybe well, that I, I've met people in Eretzisrael, wherever I went. Your father... Save my life. Your father taught me how to learn. Your father told me, Umnus Kalanaki in the 80s meant becoming a professor in college. Remember those days? Sure. You had your five hours a week. Sure. Right? Sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he told me they became great because of his encouragement. So I grew up in a home where being a mechanich is something you realize right away is a responsibility that you have to live up to. And, of course, my father being a role model, it was a lot easier for me. 
Understood. Ramachal Parnas is with us, and, and not to belabor this point because I don't want to overstate it, but but you know, and and that is why you will have people who will blame their their uh, experience in yeshiva for things that have gone poorly in their lives, while at the same time you'll have people who will, like you just said, only have a siyum at a celebration if you're there because of the positive. I know that you know usually those extremes are not. Uh, you know, are not legitimate, but now, it, but the, but the, that's the reason why people have that perception. Let's put it that way. Um, today's Hanukkah, and now that we're Chavrusas, <laughs> I'm curious. Um, and, and Joe, when we first spoke about this show, said, "You know what? A show like this has to be on Hanukkah. Hanukkah Sabbaths, dedication. We're in a brand new base medrash. Plus, of course, his father's yard site's coming up as we discussed." But today is Hanukkah, and I've been emphasizing since the start of this show <clears throat> that the enemy wanted to destroy everything that we see here at Hechel Torah. The enemy would not have been happy <laughs> with, this, with this religious institution. And yet we're here uh, lauding how, thank God, the enemy is gone, and we are able to, to do this, to, to dedicate a base medrash and to attract, I, you'd have to assume, that this facility is going to attract more and more Talmidim and more and more Torah study. What are your thoughts uh, of us sitting here in this situation on the holiday of Hanukkah. I mean, Zayom Kivinulo, Nagilo so that we are here together, Dr. Ozad and myself, and you think back to 88. Long time ago. Not that. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> the fact that he, it is it's like just like one of those moments of like, what? Dr. Ozada, who rolled in as a kid, a young immigrant, kids were bullying him possibly, things were going on, and here we are, almost 2020, 2020 vision, right. right, looking back, and he is bringing Torah in a, a, what's the address of this school? 70 Sterling Place. That's what it is, Sterling. It's a Sterling Place. And when I invited Dr. Rosazada, we met at a wedding. And I said to him, you still looking for base measures, Leland Ishmael's father? He says, sure. I said, come on down. And I invited him to Kumzitz, on Mishmar Kumzitz, on a Thursday night. And he told over this incredible moving story. I'm sure you heard about how they got out of Iran. Sure. I mean, it's reminiscent of the Nes Hanukkah. Yep. And... Was it Nes? It was a nest, and he saw right away the boys. He saw them. He has a good eye. He has a very good eye, and you know, not just in investments. <laughs> he sees the kids, and he says, "To Rabbi Sekel and myself, done, done. I'm doing it right here, right here." It happened on the spot. He saw what's going on here. The magic at Hechel. There are things that are going on here. Rabbi Steckel will tell you about the Torah learning, which is incredible. Yerucham Olshin was here for our Siyam, annual Siyam, on the Masechta that they finished. He said to me later, I never saw such a phenomenon. Kids from Teaneck homes, Bergenfield homes, they know the Masechta's cold, absolutely cold. They do. They could quote you any daf. In four Masechtas when they graduate, you mention three words, they'll finish it. That's what he'll talk about. What I'll talk about is there's a Sinai program that goes on here. A Sinai program, kids with some disabilities. 
watch them interact with them, watch them feed them, take care of them. There's another thing that's not, that's really not well known, but I, I think I have to say it. With fire say my mitzvah. I said to the boys, there are no svarim on the shelves. Would you want to contribute? Now, I don't know about you, but in my day, my own money towards the yeshiva I go to, you got to be <laughs> pushing it. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch, right? $1,600 from 24 boys. For svarim. Their own money. They didn't collect from their parents. They it's, took it's, out of their, their savings. It's their own they're learning from. They're learning from their own svarim. Wow. And then when the, all the shelves weren't filled, then I went to Dr. Rosanas. He said, here's my credit card swiped on. They were dancing. They, we bought him a sifter for $3,000, which is 137 volumes. The Masifta Gemaras that sure. are so proudly there. So not only are the kids happy, like you mentioned, from his work of one, but they're willing to give of their own guilt their own guilt to further their Torah learning? How could a kid feel a million bucks? He pulls a safer off the shelf. This is what I donate. And kids are pulling from off the shelves all the time. Kids tell me, Rebbe, did you see the safer? I said, yeah, I bought it. I bought it. <laughs> I saw it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I spent a lot of time researching what would be the best farm for them, and they're just... They're such a unique group. My wife said to me on the Shabbat tone, says, hey, listen, I know you for a long time. I didn't really believe it till I saw them on the Shabbat tone, the way they act. I have kids in class in almost four decades. I haven't seen this. Every single day will come over to me and say, thank you so much, Rabbi, for this year. Not one kid. A number of kids. Sounds like a unique place, to say the least. There's a magic going on here. Of course, it has to do with what Rabbi Steckler sets the standard. But all the Rabbeim, there's such a chevra here. It's... They asked me, uh, how do you schlep from Lakewood every day? Yeah, and, I and, said, and get here that early in the morning. I said, if you come here to this place, why not? If you were going to the Super Bowl, wouldn't you schlep? So you anxiously get in your car and drive here as if someone else was going to the Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> I, I like listen that. to Shiurim from all over the world. I prepare with Rabash Ariely, also Chavrusa. <laughs> Today's easy to be mirror. in Chavrusa with anybody. Huh? It's amazing. <laughs> I always tell Rabbi Reisman he's about Chavrusa. <laughs> right. And, um, and uh, I was also told that you spend some time on the phone with Talmidim in Israel because that's a perfect time. Right. Obviously. So on the way back is the perfect uh, time. On the way here, they're still in Shear. Right. They're after Seder. And after but on Shear, the way okay. back. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Raparnas, I thank you for joining us. My this pleasure. Morning. And continue Hatzlacha. Amen. We have something in common, of course. And that is? The triplets. And we have both have triplets. We're both fathers of triplets. All right. And you can tell me uh, how they'll be 10 years from now because yours are, are about 10 years older than mine, That's right? That's right. That's right. But thank God. Baruch Hashem. It's, tremend right. it's tremendous and unique nachas, to say the least. Yes. Baruch Hashem. Absolutely. All right. Thank All you right. so much for joining us. More coming up. You are listening to a unique and interesting Hanukkah Sabayis program from Heichel Torah here at JM in the AM.
to wish a very happy anniversary to um, uh, to the Caulkers. The Caulkers are driving from a lot to Jerusalem, and um, they are listening to. Oh, sorry about that. They're listening to JM in the AM. There we go. They're listening to JM in the AM as we speak. So a um, a happy thirtieth uh, wedding anniversary. To Richie and Terry Calker listening on their drive from a lot to Efrat. Mazalto from all of us here at JMNM. We're here at the Chanukah Sabayas in the Base Medrash at um, Hechalat Torah, uh, the Base Medrash that has been dedicated to the memory of David ben Yosef Akohen uh, by um, uh, the Rosazada family, Dr. Joe Rosazada and his family, Dr. Rabin Rosazada and his family, uh, in honored memory of their father. Uh, we are here in the base medrash. More coming up. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Zechinishmas Arav Zebin of Yosef Alevi and Zechinishmas Esther Basser of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. It's cited in halacha that the reason we light the menorah on Hanukkah is to publicize the miracle of the oil that was found. The neros allude to the Yeshua Gedola, the great salvation of Klal Yisrael, who were saved from their enemies. The Medrash tells us the darkness was on the face of the abyss. It refers to Yavon because they were able to darken the eyes of Bnei Yisrael with their evil decrees. Yavon wanted to be mevatel the main mitzvahs of Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh and Brismila. They proclaimed that the Jews should write on the horn of an ox that they had no share in the God of Israel. The Gemara in Bava Kama explains that when an ox gores with its horns, it does so with the intent of causing damage. It derives no personal pleasure from that act. 
the Medrash allegorically is describing the nature of the Hellenistic regime. They made various decrees, vicious decrees, but had nothing to gain. Their intent was solely to inflict suffering on the Jews. The salvation and victory of B'nai Yisrael is called from great darkness to great light. That is the reason for the oil miracle, so that the menorah's light should illuminate this particular facet of the nace. The piercum, or the publicity that we get out, is not just about the nace of the oil, but we also recall the light that was able to shine out, that the choshech, that the darkness brought by Yavon, was able to be dispelled. Therefore, the persume nisa, the fact that we publicize the miracle, is specifically through the menorah. A few years ago, I was privileged to be at the Grand Central Station and to organize a menorah lighting. There, in the middle of thousands of commuters passing by, the menorah was shining brightly. All of a sudden, there was an elderly man the individual stopped about 10 feet away from the menorah, and he kept looking at it with deep concentration. Finally, I went over to him, and I asked him how he's doing. He told me he is a sheriff's hapleta yid, he's a survivor of the Holocaust. He said, I see that you have six candles burning for the six days of Hanukkah. I saw six million Jews killed, but those six candles give me some comfort. It gives me strength. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a freilich and Hanukkah. J.M. in the A.M. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. We are here today at the Hanukkah Sabayis, the dedication of the base medrash by the Rosazada family at Heichal Torah in memory of uh, David Ben Yosef Cohen. Dr. Joe Rosazada and Dr. Rabin Rosazada's father. And we're here with two students, two Talmidim of the yeshiva, one representing the Ashkenazic community, Yoni Sokol of Cedarhurst, New York. Where's Yoni? I'm here. A pleasure. Good morning. Nice to meet you, Nachum. And one representing uh, the Sephardic uh, student body, the Sephardic uh, uh, end of the Talmidim, and that's Yehuda Asulin of Brooklyn, New York. Good morning. Happy Hanukkah. Good morning. Hanukkah Sameach. Do we know what the percentages of Ashkenazim and Sephardim at uh, Heichal Torah? Anybody know? You guys have any idea? Is the Sephardic community well represented here? I think the percentage of Sephardic boys in the yeshiva is 100%. Most of them don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Sephardi of Sephardic heritage. Huh? In other words, you're the authentic Judaism compared to everybody else. Huh? Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that is right. Um, so there is, I should, I, I should assume that no matter what the standard is, there's a nice representation of Sephardic students. Because oh, yeah. you don't always have that, you know, in Ashkenazi-dominated yeshivas. There aren't always a large number of Hasidic, of, of Hasidic, of Sephardic representatives. You know that. For sure. But what we lack in numbers, we make up for in personality and enthusiasm. Nice. So it's a quality-quantity issue, huh? Uh, Yoni, do you agree with all this, by the way, from the Ashkenazic perspective? Well, as of right now, we've got more Ashkenaz, and uh, that's the way it looks right now. All right, so Yoni was able to give me the facts on this. <laughs> You're speaking more spiritually, Yehuda. How did you first come in touch with, uh, come in contact with, uh, with uh, Heichal Torah? So my man on the inside was Rabbi Kastenbaum. He told me about this yeshiva, and from what he told me, I couldn't not come. And you're here how long? Is your Almost first two months. Oh, this is your first year. Yeah. 
And what what did you do last year? Where were you in yeshiva over the last few years? I was in Emory Bina in Israel, and then I had a shift for a couple of months to the mayor. So when you're in Israel, you are being, I mean, I know this from my own family, you're inundated with possibilities of what to do next year, right? When you're in Israel, everybody's yeah. suggesting to you where you need to go, where you yeah. need to be. And you, you must go there. Right, you must go there. Place. And even though in Brooklyn, where you're from, there are, from what I hear, some quality yeshivas, right? There are. It's known for having some good quality yeshivas. You felt it was worth the uh, the travel all the way to Teaneck, New Jersey, for for Heichal. Why is that? So there's a couple of things that I was told about. Um, number one, you've heard from Rabbi Parnas, just the 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 quality of learning that goes on here that indicates a whole lot more than just high quality learning. You know, the relationship between the Rabbeim and the Talmidim. The the comfortable environment that the rabbeim provided for the talmidim, um, and that I think comes out from number two, which is that the rabbeim are in it totally for the guys. So I hope I have a, a future as a parent, Bezrat Hashem, and I wanted to see some chinuch looking like that. Well, so that was one thing that brought me here, um, and another, I wanted to get to know those rabbeim on a personal level. Very nice. So, uh, I guess the most important things, the Rabbeim, are the ones that uh, that attract you to come here. Uh, base mattress isn't so bad, huh? What do you think? Of the, what do they do? Think of the new facility that we're dedicating this morning. Gorgeous. <laughs> it Absolutely is, gorgeous. It is pretty nice. Uh, Yoni Sokol of yes. Cedarhurst, yet another person willing to travel many miles to be at a Teaneck yeshiva. When I've been told that the five towns has some quality yeshivas. What's going on with you and Heichal? Indeed, it does have some quality yeshivas. For me, that, the way I got here was um, I was sitting in I was in a tivare. I was sitting in morning shear, and I got a knock on the door. I was asked to come upstairs to Rabina's office. I went up to Rabina's office, and I saw all the rabbis there: Rabbi Steckler, Rabbi Kestenbaum, Rabbi Reichman, Rabbi Schwechter sitting there. I didn't know any of them. I've never saw any of them. And Rabina said, "I just spoke to these rabbis. They told me what they're going to be starting, what's going on, and I think this is going to be a perfect fit for you." And I was, I was a little shocked. How long ago was this? This was last year, maybe after Pesach or before Pesach. Around so have time. you also just started Heichal now, or you've been here longer? So I just I just came. I was not part of the high school here. I right. went to May for high school right. in the five towns, and now I'm here for Yeshiva, and that's how I got here. So tell me about the first couple of months. What have you found that's been so attractive here at Heichal? The gr- a great thing that I think about this Yeshiva really is once in is was brought out in one specific shir that Rav Kesemam gave, which is that it doesn't matter where a person's from or what his background is. It's all about being an Ev Hashem, serving Hashem. So if it doesn't matter if a person, Nesvari, Ashkenaz, Chasidish, he said, we want a Chasidish Bacher here. We want everyone. <laughs> the goal here is to be serving Hashem and working on ourselves and helping each other grow in a facility that is conducive for that. And that's what this issue is really all about. Wow. Unbelievable. Do you have a lot of colleagues that are from outside the Teaneck and Bergenfield area? Are there a lot of guys that travel in from places like the two of you do? Well, I, we actually have a dorm here, so yeah. we have apartments, and uh, so I actually sleep here. I go home on the weekends, um, but some other weekends we actually have amazing inshallahs in here. So Rabbi Steckler thought of everything. He did. Dorms and everything for the guys who want to be here. Uh, what do you think of the new base vendors, by the way, I should ask you before we wrap up, Yoni? It is beautiful. It is just beautiful. It, wow. Nothing, nothing, it's uns- no words can put can put it to it. It's just amazing. Phenomenal. Well, the Rosazadas did a good job, to say the least. I thank both Yehuda Asselin and Yoni Sokol, who are Talmidim here at the Yeshiva. Thank you both very much.
and a happy Thank Hanukkah you. to both of you. Happy, happy Hanukkah, Rebecca. A pleasure to have you here. Uh, we have more coming up here at uh, JM in the AM, more distinguished, uh, more disting- distinguished guests. Rabbi Yehuda Willig, who is one of our uh, favorite guests in different forum. Um, whenever we get to have him on the air, we love to have him on the air. We learned this morning that he has an association with Heichal He teaches the high school night seder right here in this space, Medrash. Rabbi Yehuda Willig, always a pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM. Thank you for having me, Nachum. Great to have you here. I hope your family is well, and happy Hanukkah to you. Me too, thank you. So you are in this base medrash uh, on a regular basis. That's right. You could be the best eyewitness to how beautiful a base medrash this is. What do you think of the new facility? So it's interesting. Around a year ago, this place looked like a wreck. We were trying to get a really good before picture of yeah, this. Let's, yeah. yeah, and a year ago, we had a night seder with Dr. Joe Rosazada, and he told this story right here, and the place was a wreck. And I come back a year later. I've been here every day also. Right. But the place is the most beautiful base madrash that I've been at. It's stunning that he really built with his own his own hands. Really, it's an incredible testament to Dr. Rosa Zada and to Rabbi Steckler and to the whole yeshiva. Beautiful base madrash. He and his staff and his family are responsible for it. It's pretty amazing. So what goes on here? When does Night Seder begin here at the yeshiva? So Night Seder is twice a week, right. Monday and Thursdays for the high school guys. I actually have the schuss to be part of the extended night seder. So we start at 6.55, and we go straight till around 7 to 8.45, followed by Marev, and then people stay extra. Uh, of course, Thursday nights we have some chillin' to go along <laughs> with it. You can't have... I mean, you know, mini gisrael. Uh, mini gisrael, exactly. Get ready for Shabbos. The guys are learning. It's so beautiful. A regular high school American guy like you and me. And they're here late at night studying Torah in the space medrash. What better schos for the neshama of, of Dr. Rosazada's father? David ben Yosef HaKohen. David ben Yosef HaKohen than to be studying Torah in a place that his son built in memory of his father. It's an unbelievable thing. Now, Rabbi Willig, uh, it's no secret, because I went to high school one, one day. Uh, I went to high school many years ago, and I remember that it's a very long schedule. Shachers could be, I don't know, 745, for instance, like it is here at the yeshiva. And you could be spending a good amount of time both in Judaic studies and in Shear and, of course, uh, in a regular, you know, they take secular studies very seriously. We should mention that, by the way. This is, you know, my father always used to say about uh, about yeshivas and institutions, if you're going to have, if you don't want to have secular studies, okay, so you make a decision not to have it. But if you're going to have it, then take it seriously. Don't ever show a young person in our community that you're going to do anything and not take it seriously. If you do it, you take it seriously. It shouldn't be a joke. It shouldn't be laughed off. Here, they take it very seriously. So the day ends very late, you know, relatively very late. And then, on top of that, with all homework and tests and different things that the boys have to prepare, there's still time, somehow, for a night seder at least two, three times a week. Yeah, you know, you're bringing up a very good point. Um, when I started here, I was amazed at the commitment that the boys have. The level of the boys here is something very special you don't find in, in many places. I'll admit that some boys, you know, have, you know, it's challenging. Sure. But in ninth grade and then 10th grade, and then you see there's a guy who is in my shear now, who's in my shear this year, 12th grade. I remember having him in ninth grade. And it was very difficult. And now he says, you know, Rabbi, I can't wait to come to Night Seder and learn with you. <laughs> Which is incredible. Sure. You know, it's, it's incredible. A, it's, it's tremendous growth. And and you will have 9th through 12th here during Night Seder. 
Uh, yeah, we have a we have a smattering of every mostly eleventh and twelfth, mm-hmm. but a smattering of ninth and tenth. And do you see some of the older boys helping out the younger ones? You see them trying to help them get through because they might find it a difficult time. The younger uh, ninth and tenth graders. Yeah, hundred percent. In fact, they Aristaka started a program where some of the older boys spend some time at night, say they're learning with the younger boys, which is very beautiful. Oh, very nice. Everybody, Yehuda Willig is here. We're talking about night Seder. We're talking about <laughs> about Heichal, and we're talking about the brand-new base, Medrash. Uh, what are your thoughts? One of our themes today, Roy Willig, uh, is that uh, the enemy on this holiday tried to obliterate Torah. The enemy uh, would have been most happy if institutions like this did not exist. And thank God we're in a country and an environment compared to where Joe comes from, as he described earlier, or we can have a thriving yeshiva like this and really leave it just up to us to make it thrive as much as possible. So what are your thoughts on this holiday of Hanukkah when you think of uh, what Jews have to go through in certain parts of the world and when you think about the freedom and incredible opportunity we have here? So I feel very blessed. That's the most important uh, thought I have is I feel very blessed to be in, in a place that we can practice and learn Torah as, as we wish. Uh, hearing the story of Dr. Rosazada and his escape, I, I appreciate even more uh, the ability that, uh, that we have. And inspired by the courage of, of others who've, who've been most nefesh as they had in the times of Hanukkah to, to learn Torah. And really, we know that the, the Torah itself is where uh, we find our solace and we find all our strength. Yep. And uh, it's going on here, and it's a tremendous aliyah for the neshama, for uh, Dr. Rosetta's father. And uh, I feel very blessed. You know, Dr. Joe uh, intimated earlier that uh, the youth of today here in the United States may not be as appreciative as others. They may take certain things for granted. Uh, We've grown up in it. By the way, (laughs) I put myself in the same category. I'm not being a big shot. (laughs) We grew up in an environment that was uh, quite luxurious and comfortable compared to other Jews around the world. That is true. That's true. <laughs> but we have to learn to appreciate it. I thank you, Roy Willig. Rabbi Yehuda Willig, Night Seder here at, uh, at, um, at Heichal, and a wonderful friend of ours here at JMNAM. Happy Hanukkah to you. Thank you for having me. A Happy. pleasure. Thank you so much. More coming up. You're listening to a special Hanukkah Sabayas edition from Heichal at JMNAM.
JM and the AM. We are honoring the memory of um, David Ben Yosef HaKohen uh, as the Rosazada family dedicates on this special Chanukat Habayit morning um, the Beit Medrash, the uh, Beit Midrash, the base Medrash here at Heichal, Heichal HaTorah, to the uh, memory of uh, the father of both Dr. Joe Rosazada and Dr. Rabin Rosazada and their families. And we are joined by, I think, the, almost the entire Rosazada family now who has walked in <coughs> to the base Medrash. Uh, Dr. Joe, are you ready for our next guest? I'm excited. You are excited for our next guest. Our next guest is the one and only aforementioned Simon Jacob. Those of you who were, t- who were tuned in earlier, you heard uh, that when uh, Joe and his family first came to the United States, it was uh, Simon who drove Joe's father to the Sephardic Minion from Livingston to West Orange, New Jersey, for the express purpose of not just being in shul, but so that he'd be able to duchen every morning, as is the Sephardic custom. Simon Jacob, Chag Urim Sameach, we greet you as you uh, speak to us from Jerusalem. Happy Hanukkah and welcome to JM in the AM. Chag Urim Sameach from Yerushalayim. Really a pleasure to be here. Do you remember, Simon, the days of uh, driving Joe's father and uh, and making him a center, a, a central part of the Sephardic minion in West Orange? Um, to be, okay. First of all, <laughs> first of all, what I'd like to do is say Really, I couldn't think of a more appropriate time, obviously, to do a Hanukkah, Beit HaMidrash, um, especially one uh, named after uh, David HaKohen. Um, you know, Baruch Hashem, uh, it, it's like, um, it's it's really special. Uh, I had the privilege of really walking through the Beit Midrash when Joe was still contemplating, and it was really pretty amazing. Um, I also I also want to correct a couple of things that were said up to now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Um, uh, one one is that I was not the photographer of that image oh. in the in the hallway. Um, I I actually asked my nephew Avi Jacob, who's a phenomenal photographer, if we could use one of his um, special images, and he graciously said yes, absolutely, go ahead. And Robert Ben Reno. Ben Ramon blew it up and uh, did an incredible job turning it into the the image in the hole that's out there. So it that's is beautiful. That's really special. Simon, also, do you know what's unbelievable um, about that picture is that I could see your father and my father yep. in that picture. I don't yep. know if you noticed that or not. On Harazay too. Yeah, yeah, I did. Did I heard? I heard you mentioning it earlier. I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> just testing you. So I just wanted to also tell you that the chandelier that's down that's actually going to go into um, the uh, shul downstairs in, uh, in, in, you know, down below the Beta Midrash is actually um, one that we initially bought for West Orange, right. and it ended up being too big. We bought it in Morocco. Oh, Morocco. So that's, it's actually from Morocco. Right. We bought it in, uh, in Morocco and shipped it all the way back. And um, I'm really looking forward to it being up. It's a huge copper um, uh, chandelier that's in the shape of a Magin David. So it's really kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Italy, but thank you, Simon, for correcting all my mistakes. (laughs) Maybe the second one is from Italy. It's not your mistake. (laughs) Is the second one from Italy? Where's this one from? Wait, where's this one from? The first one was from the first, the menorah, not the menorah, the um, chandelier that we have in the Spartak Minyan is actually from Murano, Italy. 
Oh, the glass there you one. go. So I was right. And That's that is from Murano. It'll, right. The one that we have that we're you know putting into this uh, into the, the Knesset downstairs into Hechal is actually um, copper, and it's from Morocco. Okay. Uh, originally, and and I and I I saw it in Morocco, so it's not like we bought it by mail. That was actually handpicked. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I remember that whole the, process. It was amazing. Yeah, the dedication that you crazy. and your Hevra had in building that shul was simply amazing. And, well, and the, the okay. heart and soul so, that went into it, reminiscent of the heart and soul that went into building this Beit Midrash, frankly. Okay, so let's go back to the question that you asked me. Um, I don't, you know, to be quite honest, to get, um, to be complimented for, uh, you know, being able to get a Kohen to Minyan, which is um, really difficult because we don't have, we didn't have that many Kohanim in West Orange. We had a bunch of Levian, but we didn't have any Kohan. And in order to be able to um, get or receive that blessing from Kaddish Baruch Hu, which comes through Kohanim when they do each and every day uh, in the Knesset, is an incredible p- privilege. So um, I I don't know that anybody could. Uh, that it's an awful amount. It's an awful lot amount of effort from the from the um, from the Kohanim to do that. And I'm I'm incredibly thankful that he was willing to uh, be there and to participate. So we're lo- we're special. lauding we're lauding you for driving him every day, and you're saying it was really him that he was that he was ready to volunteer to be the Kohen. <laughs> He's the one who slept, and he's the one who directed the bracha towards me, man. I got my payback. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate that every morning. You really did. You woke okay. up, and, and you came all the way from West Orange to Livingston just to pick him up. No, it was bracha Hashem. You know, and, and, and one other thing, Simon. I, um, I, I Look, obviously, I didn't know Joe's father, but, but you did. Uh, we talk about, and, and sometimes we say it tongue-in-cheek, and sometimes you think we're joking, but we talk about someone being a Rebbe in Chesed or a Rebbe or a role model in different areas. Uh, I, I have to assume that spending the time with Joe's father that you did, you must have learned a tremendous amount, not just about appreciating life like we discussed earlier uh, in terms of the difference between him living in uh, Iran and then, and then coming to New Jersey, uh, but just in general, uh, you know, to, to, to have a family like he has today, he must have been a very special person. The, to be quite honest, it was so incredibly difficult for um, all all of the older men who left everything uh, in order to to uh, allow their their children to grow in Yiddishkeit uh, in Judaism was just it was just amazing. These people, the, you know, Joe's dad. Um, and there are a number of, uh, of people in our, in our Bet Knesset who came from Iran and, and just basically left, left their whole world, uh, left their comfort, left their, all of the things that they had, you know, worked for in order that their children grow up, uh, and, and be Jewish because it was really, it, it, it was basically impossible for that to happen if they stayed in Iran. So that's just uh, there. He he was an amazing person. He was a really amazing person, as as were many many of the immigrants who came out of Iran, uh, not being able to speak, not being able to you know not being able to speak English, not being able to understand English. Um, the shul became a focal point because it was 
you know, something that was uh, familiar and comfortable to uh, to to Joe's dad and 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 you know all of these immigrants had come out of Iran. So, but Baruch Hashem, that was what he focused on. That's what he wanted, and uh, and. And that sacrifice was really paid back in uh, yeah. in a huge way by looking at his children and his grandchildren here Sacri- and his wife. Sacrifice is the word, and, uh, and, yep. and 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 you huge. saw that sacrifice firsthand. Yep. Simon, how crazy yep. is it that that you know after all these years, you know, whenever I go for your father or you go for my father's at Haskara, yep. we just literally go one few steps down, and and there right. they are. It's you know, Hashem is yeah. in control. You know. Uh, it's there are no coincidences in the world, and that is uh, an incredible thing that we're um, both our fathers buried in Harazetim, and they're both uh, so close. you know within a very close uh, proximity of one another. So it's really special. And and, and to us, you know, the, to us, the two of you have always been a team to the Siegel family yeah. and to those who are familiar with JM and the AM and, and everything we've done. And I'm sure, Simon, you heard earlier some of the some of the review of the places we have been to together and and brought some yeah. light and brought some light to uh, to us. You've been a team to us. You've been a team. And you mentioned your fathers now being near each other. Uh, the two of you, I've seen you operate behind the scenes, and the two of you are like, you know, one heart trying your hardest to do what you can for for other people. So, call a kavod to both of you. I know neither of you <laughs> likes the praise, so for me, this is phenomenal that I could do this to you. But call a kavod to both of you, uh, Simon Todaraba. Thank you so much for joining us from Yerushalayim. <laughs> As all the singing and dancing goes on uh, later on uh, during this show, we will have you in mind. That I could tell you, and I, I'm sure. Yes. Nachum, I just wanted to say thank you from both myself and Joe. Um, I know Joe's going to say it later, but I'm not be able to listen in. But I just really wanted to thank you uh, for doing this, for providing such an incredible vehicle through, uh, you know, the Nachum Siegel Network to reach um, so many Jews with so many special things, especially when Jews are in need. And it's just uh, an incredible opportunity to be able to take part in it with you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much, Simon. Enjoy Hanukkah in Yerushalayim. Soon it's time yeah. for candle number three. You have about an hour till candle number three. Yeah. Four, 445 here. I, I light it um, at sunset. So, Baruch Hashem, it's coming up soon. Unbelievable. Uh, Chagurim Sameach, well. and thank you. Chagurim Sameach. We miss you here. Yes, yeah, so and we hope to get there very soon. Um, Looking forward. Joe? Pretty Bye-bye. cool speaking to Simon in Jerusalem, huh? Unbelievable. On this really Hanukkah. Unbelievable. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. More coming up. It's Hanukkah, everybody, in Teaneck with our friends at Heichal. And this is JM in the AM. Yeah, 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 yeah
JM in the AM. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Uh, Simon, if you're still listening, I just forwarded to you the photo of the beautiful dedication that's right outside this Beit Midrash. And it reads as follows, uh, Beit Midrash Zichron David, in loving memory of Mr. Davud Rosazada, David ben Yosef HaKohen Rosazada Zal, and in honor of Mrs. Goltaj of Oev Shalom Rosazada, Goltaj Bat, is it Basi? Bat Basi, uh, with love from their children and grandchildren, Dr. Joseph and Lori Rosazada, David, Aiki, Rami, Ruvain, Aaron, Talia, and Eli, and Dr. Ravin and Sima Rosazada, Sippy, David Shimon, Ariella, and Shira, and it is a beautiful dedication plaque that was literally put up just hours ago uh, from what I was told to Rabbi Steckler in the middle of the night when the Dr. Joe uh, had his opportunity to get in here and make sure that it was uh, put up outside the base medrash. We're at a Hanukkah Sabayas of the base medrash, and Rabbi Scott Friedman is here. Uh, Rabbi Scott happens to be uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada's uh, brother-in-law. He's uh, Lori's brother. And he is well-known in the area of Jewish education as well. But today, he's most well-known for leading the construction team of this beautiful base medrash. And uh, Rabbi Scott Friedman, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. So when were you given this assignment? And were you given enough uh, time to actually get this completed by Chodesh Elul? Um. (laughs) Never enough time, right? (laughs) Well, let me just say that um, any opportunity I have to help and work with Joe in any of his chasadim or tzedakas that he does, I consider it a personal schluss to be able to be involved in any way since I don't have the funds to be able to do the things that he can do. I'm lucky and fortunate enough to be able to be involved, like I said, in you know, with my time and you know, in any other way that I'm able to be. Uh, what happened in this room? Was it completely gutted, like some construction projects are, and built from scratch, essentially? Sure, everything was gutted down um, and redone. I mean, you know, everything here is new: the windows, the HVAC, the ceiling, the. I mean, it seems like you need a good plan in order to build a base bedroom like this. Like you know, you need some. Some serious uh, architecture in order to put this together. Um, no, actually not. Uh, this you don't. There are other projects that do. But um, this, this is simpler than I think. Huh? Yeah, I, I think I'm so. I'm not exactly Mr. Fix-It, if you know what I mean. But, so to me, it looks complicated. Right, but uh, the truth is Lori really had all the finishing touches, and she really put her heart and soul into it. And Joe also, they wanted it to not only be functional but to be beautiful that the Bachrim here should feel mechubed in their, with their learning and feel good about what they're doing. I just want to tell quickly a story. Sure. I came with uh, my wife, Dina, and my kids. Um, the last day, I think it was, basically before things were going to be open, the doors would be open, and Joe brought his whole family, Lori and the kids, and my parents were here, and Joe made sure to get down on his hands and knees to sweep the place by himself. And uh, I'll never forget that image because, you know, throughout my life I've met a lot of people that give a lot of tzedakah, but to not only give the tzedakah, but to be a person that gets down on his hands and knees to actually, he wanted the schluss to sweep the base medrash floors, and uh, that's something that I'll never forget, my children will never forget. And in addition to that, we should mention that the same group you just mentioned set up all the tables and chairs, Yes. yes. and the base medrash looks the way it is and is set up the way it is because of them. Yes, my parents, uh, everybody here, my children, uh, my nephews, my niece, um, all of them helped put up the chairs, the tables. We all wanted to be part of the mitzvah. And, you know, I still get Rabbi Steckler. I just want to comment what a mensch he was. And 
um you know he's a visionary and he's done such wonderful things for the community and competition in this area is a good thing for the community the more tyra the better for everybody and, and it um, seems he's always adding things between the base Medrash well, and the dorm and everything else. Well, that I don't know. I do work at TABC. <laughs> right. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The, but while you were praising him, I figured, right. you know, <laughs> let's uh, praise the fact that he's a missionary, right. as you said. Well, I'm sure it's true. <laughs> everything you say about him, I'm sure is true. But I just do want... And everything they say about you at TABC well, is true as well. <laughs> I don't know. I hope only the good things. But uh, no, but about Rabbi Steckler, just a real pleasure to, you know, be involved with him over the summer and just want to thank him for... You know, really being such an amazing uh, man. Humor me for a minute, Rabbi Scott Friedman, because it, it does seem simple to someone like you. But, again, to those of us who marvel at new facilities like this, mm-hmm. the windows are a big consideration. Sure. The bookshelves, it's a base medrash after all. Yep. The bookshelves, you need a little bit of you know, forethought okay. in, into the size and the way they'll look, etc. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Joe and Lori did something pretty spectacular, which doesn't surprise me. Um, in their own house, they built a base medrash in their basement. And that was actually the model for this. Um, they did it simply to, they have many Sifre Taira. They um, keep one down there whenever they need a minyan. Okay. And um, so, you know, that became, he had some of his workers who worked on that be able to then come here and do it on a bigger scale. So, Hashem so they works. Knew, they knew what they were doing. Joe knew exactly that, right? what he wanted. Lori knew what she wanted. They had a vision of what they were going to do. And like I said, you know, they were very on top of it. Joe is a very busy person. Anyone who knows him knows he's one of the busiest people you'll ever meet. I get a hold of him about once a week. Okay, I, that's, I, do, I do pretty well. That's better than me. Yeah, it's better than the percentage. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he took personal care. They wanted, I remember we spoke all the time, you know, was this the right stain color? Right. Is this the right floor color? Uh, every detail. The ceiling has detail in it well the ceiling was a thing it was actually believe it or not they started putting up a different ceiling and i came uh, in and i'm like no 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 take that down that's not happening and, interesting and we you know we fixed that because and i know we're out of time but i need your comment about the light fixture in the middle of the base bedroom. just tell me what you think I think it's very nice. You like it? It yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean, my sister. Not every it. base bedroom has one, but but, but, this, but the Persian one, ones the do. The Persian ones do. It's so, sure enough. And, I, and of course, that explains it because Lori Ayasu is from Persia, not from West Orange, yeah. like we thought. Can I make one last? Please comment? go right ahead. Okay, one last comment. Um, I just want to say something about Lori and Joe. Um, a lot of people have a vision of the kind of stucca they like to give. Um, I don't believe that's true about them. They're Ovde Hashem. They simply want to help Klaliyosro in any way they can. And it started with Kessler and then went on to St. Barnabas and then Hebron. We could spend a few shows We could just spend, on that. fine, yeah. exactly. The base Medrash is an outcome of simply that, the Ratzon Hashem, to give to Klaus in any way that he can. And I just want to say that the Torah that's learned here should be a schluss for his father's neshama. Amen. And Amen. a schluss for, for him and his family. Amen. And uh, really just a tremendous thing that they did here. Rabbi Friedman, thank you. Thank and, you. A pleasure and, to see you. And you remind me that I now regret not bringing up when Simon was on, not bringing up one of the historic things that he and Joe did with us, and that was the Hachnasat Sefer Torah in Sterot. A Kohen, Levi, and Yisrael, as we said, were together dedicating the dedicating that Sefer Torah to our fathers, and that they let me in on that was an incredible feeling. And that Torah is now at the at the at the Ethiopian Minion in Stay Road. It's at the Ethiopian Shul in Stay Road. 
And I'll never forget that Hachnasa Sefer Torah under very difficult circumstances because they wrote was under fire when we were there together. And Fran and Lenny Friedman are here, and we are old friends, and we are here this morning paying tribute to their, uh, their son and daughter-in-law. This, is, of course, is Lori's parents, our Lori's parents, Fran and Lenny. Good morning, and happy Hanukkah to both of you. Same to you. Thank happy you. And, and what are your thoughts on this auspicious Hanukkah Sabayas as we dedicate this brand-new base medrash here at Heichal? Honestly, there are just no words that I could say how proud we are on a daily basis of what Joe and Lori do. I honestly don't even know all the things that they do. And people will stop me and say, oh, did you know? And I'm like, no, I'm usually last to know. <laughs> but how proud I have, am of them I'm just really speechless. Fran, you have to do me a favor now that I have you on the air. You must describe to this audience Lori's kitchen and her dining room and what goes on because of her on a regular basis in the Rosazada house. There's not an inch of space that you could add another thing to. And where is it going? I honestly don't know. But there's always somebody or some family or, you know, or for themselves, there's always you know, something that's going on in that house. And always plenty of guests. Always. You've met a lot of interesting people because of their table, right? I have. (laughs) I'll meet people, you know, later on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was from Joe and Lori's house. Of course. Like, you're not sure, can't really place them, but... We know where we've met them. Joe brought us a guest from Brazil earlier this morning. <laughs> we continue to meet people from around the world. Uh, Lenny, what do you think? What are your impressions as you sit in the brand-new base medrash here at Heichal? Yeah, well, any yeshiva is passing on the Mesorah of so many, so many years. Uh, so many years ago, we almost lost it, and then we had to write it, and we wrote it down. Um, so from our perspective... To make a base medrash in a yeshiva is is very much, very much, uh, very important and uh, and matter of kedusha. Hundred percent. So in Hanukkah, the just dawned on me yesterday. Was driving. So the machlokas, we start with one candle and go to eight, go to eight, go to one. Right. So we say malim bakodesh, aim yodim bakodesh. Yeshiva's already here, but. We're malim bakodesh by adding a beautiful base medrash where boys are going to sit and they're going to be learning and learning the Torah Sashem that is passing down from a generation to the next. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, so appropriate and so magnificent. Joe loves his father so much. Um, you have to understand my perspective, okay? Um, I'm a generation older. I did meet his father. Um, it's true, I did not understand what he was saying, um, but I'm gonna, I'd like to express a vision that I saw, and all of West Orange saw, magnificent. It's in the winter, it's cold, and you look on Pleasant Valley Way, half hour, 20 minutes before davening starts, and you see two, forgive me again, from my perspective, two young men walking with their father in between them three houses away it's not very far meaning he lives close to the shul very close to the <laughs> shul but unfortunately the man was uh, not well he had very little koch so on one side was one son 
On the other side was the other sun, and they could be wearing coats, heavy winter coats. It could be raining. It could be cold. And they're going little step by little step, each one holding on to the arm of their father on each side, until they got him to shul. And this is the scene that you saw. So again, from my perspective, I see such a thing. And I find out, I don't, I don't remember the exact timing of this, but when I knew that they might get married, that vision stayed with me. Right away, came to my mind and said, <laughs> where are you going to find this? <laughs> and you refer, of course, to both Dr. Joe and Dr. Rabin Rosasada yeah. standing at the side of their father, taking those short steps, steps yeah. to shul. Every single Shabbos in Yantif. Amazing. And they would never get there late, God forbid. And during uh, the days when the father was still was, was living in West Orange, Joe and Rabin would always be in communication. I don't, I don't remember if they called their father Bubba what, but who's going to take him? Are you going right. to be there? I'll be there. Will you be there? Constant concern, okay, for the, for the father... We're talking about the father today specifically because right. Medrash is uh, in his uh, memory. Constant concern, whether he has what he needs, whether he's being well taken care of. Well, you both must be very proud today. Uh, you have a unique perspective, as you said, because you get to see up close and be related up close to uh, a family that's just doing incredible things. And I bet they're, they're passing this on to your grandchildren as well. Am I right about that? All these messages and all these imp- incredible uh, deeds that they're doing for people. It's, he- it's heading toward the next generation already. The grandchildren so. see what the parents do. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, today's Chanukah Tabai at the base Medrash dedication is in memory of uh, David Ben Yosef Akoin, the father of both Dr. Joe and Dr. Uh, Rabin Rosazada, and we are here celebrating. And the Friedman's friend and Lenny are uh, Lori's parents, Joe's in-laws, celebrating with us today. Happy Hanukkah to both of you, and thank you both for being here this morning. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Great to have you here. More coming up. You're listening to JM and the AM as we continue on this Hanukkah morning. We're at Heichal in Teaneck, New Jersey, on the road this month. Uh, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms, Casino Boulevard in Flushing, and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey, where we will be next week for a live lunch. We're also going to be on Avenue J this week in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, join us at J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn this coming Thursday starting at 11 a.m. And tomorrow the Y Studs are on JM and the AM. Tomorrow the Y Studs visit with their brand new music in our JM and the AM studios in New York City. More coming up from Heichal. We're in Teaneck at JM and the AM.
Schenker with Hanero Salalu. By the way, I want to welcome uh, Mayor Kruder, who is uh, photographing all of this for posterity. You think iPhones are enough when it comes to an event like this. They're not. You need a professional like Kruder Photography, K-R-U-T-E-R.com. Com. And Juan, who was quoted earlier, who was uh, uh, amazed at the uh, incredible celebration of Torah that goes on in this building on a regular basis, he's here. And thank you, Juan, for your role in building this beautiful base medrash. Uh, Rabbi Avi Epstein is here, Dean, dean of Student Life here at, uh, at Heichal. Rabbi Epstein. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I hear that you are the source of all uh, uh, fun and spiritual good here at, uh, at Heichal. So that's quite a reputation you have. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rabbi Moshe Don Kestenbaum, who has been a guest of ours before, is the Mashkiach here in the base Medrash. Rabbi Kestenbaum, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Nice to be here in person. Yes, nice to have you in person, although I must say our phone conversation was quite inspiring. Rabbi Epstein, Dean of Student Life, many would say a serious yeshiva wouldn't need a position like yours to be filled. After all, what what other than academics can be important? What light can you shed on this for us? Yes, so uh, here in Heichal, we take a lot of pride in uh, our student life, if I can say so myself. Um, our boys work really hard, both in the morning in uh, Kodesh and in uh, the afternoon in general studies. Right. And we feel like it's so important for the overall, um, for the boys, you know, for them to become true B'nai Aliyah, for them to really be happy. And we uh, take a lot of pride in our programming, and uh, we really do a lot as much as we could 
you know, every uh, three to four weeks, the boys have something pretty exciting to look forward to. Hanukkah, we're fully loaded for uh, <laughs> programming, and uh, we take a lot of pride in the boys being really and happy it, here. And it sounds like the programs you're describing really go under both categories, both Jewish and general, because I would bet that Kumsitzin and concerts and get-togethers would be in that category, and also journeys and uh, competition and having fun outside would also be uh, in that category. Absolutely, yes. We have a number of... Uh, concerts and kumzits and we also have a number of educational trips with the boys we go to washington dc a two-day trip but we also have just like a lot of uh fun events um we're going to uh going on a big ski trip in a, in, a, in a month and a half we have a lot of programs over hanukkah and um just overall the boys here are just really really happy and when you come into yeshiva you feel the energy right away the boys here are just uh Baruch Hashem, they're very happy to be here and there are people listening right now who might find it hard to believe that the Rabbeim endorse all of these activities, but in fact they do. They understand how important it is for the development of a young man with all these things that you just mentioned. Absolutely. Not only do our Rabbeim uh, really endorse our programming, but they're really a key part of the, you know, all the program. We have Shabbatonim, um, that the Rabbeim are really, you know, very involved in running. But just overall, the Rabbeim are, uh, you know, they, they run this yeshiva and they're just really incredible and just a major factor of the, the student life and just Baruch Hashem, they... Uh, are huge for the boys here. All right, or by Avi Epstein, Dean of Student Life. You can uh, get in contact with him if you want to explore more about uh, about Heichal. He would be a good person to speak to, wouldn't he, Rabbi Stuckman? Uh, the Mashkiach here in the base Medrash is Rabbi Kestenbaum. Rabbi Kestenbaum, what is the role, for those who are not familiar, with a Mashkiach in a base Medrash program? Well, I don't know if I have the typical role of Mashkiach of a base Medrash program, so I could just tell you what I do Please. here, but... Uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, I, we start every morning with some Musr t- discussions. You know, we think it's important not only to teach the boys Gemara, but to teach them Hashkafa, how to live their lives, how to be husbands one day, fathers one day, to prepare them in all aspects of Avodah Hashem. And also, Baruch Hashem, I learn Gemara with the boys. I give a Gemara share too. So try to be involved with the boys in every way we can. Typically, the Mashkeach sounds like the policeman. <laughs> but uh, why you're not sure you mean? <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not my uh, that's not my take on him. My take is to try to have a relationship with the boys and uh, connect with them and talk to them and get to know them and help them in any way I can. From your perspective, Rabbi Kestenbaum, tell me about Heichal. Heichal is just uh, a beautiful place. I can't get over the the high school as I'm seeing it the last few right. months. It's such a beautiful place, and it's a real zechus to open a base medish on top of that high school. The Rebbeim are just phenomenal. Each one is talented, smart, great personality, great character. Such a special place to be part of. And we're trying to connect, connect the base medish with the high school in any way we can. Thursday nights we have a Parsha Shir, which many high school boys come to. We play some ball together afterwards. We're chilling together. We want to interact as much as we can with it's the high school. It's only to everyone's benefit when the high schoolers are able to interact with the base medrash. The high school, uh, the boys are really learning, and they're inspiration for us as well. Uh, we have 20 seconds. Tell me about the new base medrash, the physical base medrash. What it's, do you think? It's so beautiful, and uh, what's so impressive, as mentioned, I watched Dr. And Mrs. Rosada here involved and setting it up. It wasn't just you know giving a donation. They, they really wanted to see um, the beauty um, themselves and get it done. And you know, last night we were here having a masiba, and they were here se- involved setting up 
and um, they got to taste a little bit of the ruach and the achdus of the special Makam Torah. I thank you both, Rabbi Epstein and Rabbi Kestenbaum. Thank you very much for joining us this morning here at JM in the AM. The base medrash is being dedicated and will be officially in just a few moments with the uh, with the mezuzah that's going to be uh, placed at the door of the base medrash uh, in memory of uh, David ben Yosef HaKohen. Uh, the father of both Dr. Joe and Dr. Rabin Rosazada, Rabbi Arya Steckler, who we've been in touch with now for the last week or so, and uh, who has been working very hard and very long hours with us. <laughs> we appreciate you being up as early as you were today. Uh, he is Rosh Hashiva here at, uh, at uh, Heichal HaTorah, and I thank you very much for uh, welcoming us and, of course, for joining me this morning on the air here at JM in the AM. So Heichal is six years old, and tell me about that vision from the beginning, because it's not easy to start a new high school, and you also have to convince the community that you're in that there's a, a real need and purpose for it. Uh, yes, good morning. Good morning. It feels like almost uh, afternoon. At this <laughs> yeah, <point. laughs> I told you. I told <laughs> you, you right. early morning for us is lunchtime. <laughs> but uh, welcome to Echel Torah. It's Thank a real you. honor and pleasure for us to have you. Uh, you've made such an impact Thank on you. the Jewish community, and uh, growing up as part of this community here in the tri-state area, it's a uh, You've been a role model for me and for so many youngsters, so it's, uh, you it's an honor much. to have you. Um, I grew up here in Teaneck. I moved here in 1981 with, uh, with my parents. And um, I was in the Rabbanus for a bunch of years, but I was also teaching. We, my wife and I and our, uh, my daughter and five boys moved back to the community about 10 years ago. And I, I noticed that um, the boys could do a tremendous amount in my experience in high school teaching and they could do more they could take on more learning they could take on more general studies they could get into their vote Hashem and there was an opportunity in the community and the community was really behind it the community of Rabbanim many lay leaders Jacoby family the Goldenberg family um, really got behind me and we built this amazing institution we started with 17 boys uh, 2013 and now we have 150 boys in the high school wow was Thank it always God. here we actually started in this room this was the this base medrash was the, was first, the first high school first high school it, it was beat up a little very beat up room and we quickly outgrew it and it became the student lounge and then the boys really killed it um and um this this past year we had the vision as boys were start sort of our some of our alumni were starting to come back we had the vision to build the base measures for them and this is now the first year and this is the first year in L. We had an amazing program here with uh, Dr. Rosazada, who was introduced to me by Rob Parnes. We had, this was a student lounge. We had a Tish here, and Dr. Rosazada told the story, amazing story of how his family was saved uh, from Iran, the miracles, like a Hanukkah True miracle. Right. And uh, I met with him. I said, we could do something amazing with this room. We could build a base measure for their for the bo- for our boys for the community. But even when you said that, you never envisioned this, right? <laughs> I mean, this is pretty amazing. No way, <laughs> this is amazing. And I have to tell you that uh, my wife can testify that there's a lot of long nights that I spend here in the yeshiva. I want to thank her for all the time and support that she gives me to be able to run this. I'm here late at night, and the Rosazadas came many hours, many late night hours, and they picked out every single piece. And the key was what is going to make this room beautiful for the boys who are going to be learning here. And they put in pieces. Oh, it's not good enough. Took it out, put in better pieces. And the, the dedication and the mysterious nefesh that both Dr. Joe and Lori put into this room 
inspires the boys every day when they're learning. One of the concepts in our tradition is that Torah and, and beauty are companions, that in order to, to study Torah and get the most out of it, you should be in, a, in, a, in an enhanced atmosphere. And boy, do you have one here now. The concept of hitter mitzvah right. is one that's very important. This holiday Hanukkah. especially. Right? Yeah. I learned, uh, Rabbi Blachman, my, my Rebbe Akerem Biyamna, always stressed that. I remember Rabbi Blachman. So uh, he, one of the beautiful things from this room is you can see New York City, you can see the sunsets. Right. It's an amazing room to learn in. Right. And Rabbi Blachman always said, look at HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's an artist. Look at all the beautiful sunsets. So that teaches you that there's an importance of beauty in Judaism. And everything that you do, especially the Mishkan, the Beis HaMikdash, should be built beautifully. And the Rosazadas, they understand that better than anybody I've ever seen. Pretty amazing. How large is your uh, freshman class right now? Our freshman class is uh, over 40. We have about 40 yeah. boys a year, so we should be next year at our full capacity of 160 boys in the high school. And uh, the base medrash, this year we started with 20 boys in the base medrash. And uh, we'd like to keep it very small, because one of the hallmarks of Heichal is the personal relationship that each boy has with his Rebbe. The Rebbeim are here. They care about everyone's life, the little things, the big things, like Raparni spoke about this morning. Every word matters. Every comment matters. The uh, arm around the shoulder is incredibly important. So we want the base matters to remain small so that the boys can have a personal relationship with their abandon. This is an important time of life for them. They're deciding who they're going to marry, what their profession is going to be, how they're going to live their lives. And we want them to have, from the very beginning, a Rebbe that they know they can always count on to guide them. Rabbi Arya Steckler is Rosh Hashiva here at Heichal. Uh, thank you for including us in this unbelievable celebration and uh, continued success. And I assume anybody in the community, and by the way, it's way beyond Bergen County, we learned today. You have people from the five towns. You have students from Brooklyn who are coming on a regular basis. Anybody wants information, they can find Heichal online and uh, make contact with anybody here at the Yeshiva. Thank you so much, Nachum, and we hope to have you back here in the... In the future, future. who knows? <laughs> For the next expansion, Rabbi, <laughs> you never know. Rabbi Aryeh Steckler is Rosh Hashiva here at uh, Heichal HaTorah. We are, um, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention Dr. Rabin Rosazada is here. Uh, Dr. Rabin doesn't always get an opportunity to join us at our shows, but I am honored that he is here today. Dr. Rabin is, of course, uh, along with Dr. Joe, dedicating the base medrash today to the memory of their father, David Ben Yosef HaKohen. Rebbitz and Deborah Spivak, who I assume is from the Spivaks in West Orange, New Jersey. Am yes. I right about that? Yes, I am. Is a Heichal parent. Rebbitz, nice to see you. Yes, good morning. Thank you for and, having me. And happy Hanukkah. And tell me about your relationship with Heichal. Who's here or was here? So I actually have four boys here. I have the distinction. Right now? Yes. I have the distinction to be uh, the person with the most students in the school <laughs> at one time. Um, and I am grateful to Rabbi Steckler for his vision. Uh, my children are all on the Heichal journey, as we call it. Um, they have all found themselves as they grow. They have a wonderful role model, and my husband, who's a rabbi in West Orange, sure. New Jersey. We know Rabbi Spivak. Um, but it is important because they spend so many hours outside of the home for them to have wonderful role models here as well. And as you heard Avi Epstein mention, it is, and Rabbi Steckler mentioned, it's absolutely about the learning, but there's more to life as well, and you have to find that bridge to bring everything together in the service of Hashem. Who's furthest along in the uh, in the Heichal so <laughs> journey? So I have, I have two seniors at the time. Uh, seniors time. in high school? Yes. So, and, and they've been here the entire four years? Yes, and it has been wonderful for them, and their brothers saw how wonderful it was for them um, and joined them. 
Very nice. Well, a pleasure seeing you this morning. And you, I guess, can give testimony to just how great an institution this is. Absolutely. And on top of that, tell us what you think of the new base medrash. Because you've, seen this, you've seen this medrash. building evolve, I'd have to assume, right? Yes. Yeah, so I have the distinction also of being um, very good friends with the Rosazadas. And I am indebted to them as well for this new base medrash. It's absolutely aesthetically beautiful. And the learning that goes on here and the opportunities it's afforded my, my children um, have been immense because my children actually stay for the late night Sidharam, um, which are, I believe are included with the base mandras. Right. Well, your children now have a place to for an even uh, more beautiful Torah experience because of this base mandras. Yes, they do. Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a happy Hanukkah, Rebbitz and Deborah Spivak. Regards to the entire Spivak family from all of us here at JM and the AM. And now I am told that we're going to be joined by uh, more prominent members of the Rosazada family who are joining us. As we get set for the official dedication, the mezuzah is going to be uh, placed on the door of the base medrash soon. And this will be a true Hanukkah Sabayas. And it is with great pleasure that we uh, welcome our wonderful friend, Lori Rosazada, Joe's wife, to the air here at JM in the AM. I don't know if this is the first time that she's on. Is it the first time? Yes. It is the first time of all these journeys. It is the first time that she's on. And I'm also told, Lori, that someone who I assume you hardly ever speak to, because he's likely always in the base medrash in Israel, is with us live via telephone. That would be David Rosazada. David, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? Baruch Hashem and happy Chanukah. It must be amazing. It must be amazing celebrating Chanukah in Yerushalayim. Tell us for a second what that's like. It's amazing. And then you walk outside and there's menorahs outside. Like normally they're inside and at home in West Orange. But they're outside. You just walk through them in the Rova and you kiss. So it's right there. 100 menorahs just inside the Rova. Yeah, it is, it. it is a pretty yeah. re- pretty remarkable experience. Have you seen pictures of the new base medrash at Heichal? I saw a couple of pictures, but I was there before helping them move it in, and it was looking like it was doing well. But oh, so he was, he was actually now, here during he that whole process. Very nice. Before Elul's mod, yeah. he was here. Joe, you wanted to say I'm sorry? No, I'm saying. Hi, so, <laughs> what we're saying is, you know, actually, David is named for right, my father. Right, of course. So, David it, and Yosef. Then uh, we remind everybody that that's very common, right? That, uh, no, he was. He, he, My father passed away. He already had passed away. Yeah, it was David six was, months. Right. Persians don't do that. Syrians oh, don't. So, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm again confusing my Jewish <laughs> traditions. I'm not doing well with that this morning. I apologize for that. But this is, David is, of course, named. For your father, uh, for whom the base medrash is being dedicated uh, this morning, and uh, this Hanukkah Sabayas is being done, of course. I, I must say, I must say that that uh, my father, the love of Shalom, you um, we were married. He passed away after six months of us being married. And he was actually the first one to tell Lori, Lori, you know, you're you're pregnant. I said, she's, he said, no way. He goes, no, it was doing this to go. And he said, yeah. And so he knew that that Lori was having a baby. And and then he, you know, after that he passed away. But so, wow. my father knew. And then David ends up being named for him, of course. Lori, your thoughts this morning, as the family has gathered. We should note that everybody is here. Uh, David Todaraba, thank you so much for joining us from Yerushalayim and Mazal Tov and Mabruk and Chagurim Sameach. And happy Hanukkah. I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, so Lori, uh, your thoughts uh, being in this uh, unique uh, situation that you are in, where it's and you are surrounded, as I as I pointed out, you're surrounded by your whole family here. Everybody's here. 
uh, all the Rosazada children. Um, the unique situation where you have this incredible opportunity, an opportunity that I believe you help create, uh, to have this open home, uh, an incredible home of Chesed Hachnasat Orchim, uh, one where when people see it up close, they themselves uh, encourage themselves to incorporate some of what you do into their own lives. What's it like being involved in all that? Um, it's a bracha. It really is. I really thank Joe for creating this in our home. And it's, we do it together. And I really thank my kids for allowing it to be this way in our home. And we enjoy it. And we look forward to always having guests, meeting guests. And um, it's really what we live for. We enjoy it. What were your thoughts when you heard about the Space Medrash? I guess to you it was just another project that would help benefit the community, right? No, really I want to thank Hashem for allowing us to be able to do this. And reaching this milestone. It's really a milestone for us because this is a dream that Joe had. Um, and it's and thanks to Rabbi Seckler and the whole Heichal, it's far more than we could have imagined because it's not just like a day of learning. Really, the boys learn at night as well, and it's ongoing learning, and this was Joe's dream. It's something he really wanted for his father's neshama. Pretty amazing. Um, what would happen if we opened this up conversation up to your children? What would they say about 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 uh, living in a house? Who do we have, Ike? Ike, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to see you. I try to see you every time I'm in Teaneck. It's nice to see you. So, what what is it like? What is it like being in a house that's uh, as open as it is, and one that concentrates on helping other people as much as possible? Um, we've it's really always been like that. Um, kind of got used to it. We don't usually, like, it's nice. We usually don't, like, there are a lot of people there, always people there. Um, you walk just, downstairs, you have no idea who's going to be in your yeah, home. Yeah, there's always somebody else and new Surprise. people. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it works out well, huh? Yeah. And I can only imagine, I mean, you'll know this obviously more in the future, but I can only imagine what it does for you guys in terms of instilling the, the uh, uh, desire to help others. Even yeah. at your age, you have a chance to help others, right? Even yeah, in a high to, school environment. You go to Kessler right. every week. And, and the yeah. minion, making minion for people and yeah. making sure to keep them in mind and, and being there when they're in need. Uh, there's no question about it. You've grown up in a unique home, to say the least. What do you think of the Space Bedrooms, by the way? It's nice. It's be- it's it is pretty beautiful. Yeah. Huh? What was it like the night before it opened when you came to set things up and take care of things? Um, I saw this before they really did anything, and it's a huge difference now. And <laughs> when we came to, like, it was raining outside, we came to, we brought all the tables from outside, and we just, like, brought it in. It was, we brought everything in, all of us. It was nice. Everybody was here. It was pouring rain, and the boys were schlepping the tables, literally. Yeah. So, Lori, it's important to get the whole family involved in Chesed, huh? Really. We're very proud of the boys because even when Joe and I are proud of them, we hear from other people what the kids do, and it makes us very proud. Yeah, and very often very often, what they do outside the house even uh, will, uh, will dwarf what they do inside the house. It must give you a tremendous amount of pride when you hear from other people what they're doing outside. Um, yes, go ahead. My kids and I are very proud of Joe, and we're very thankful for everything that he does and he teaches us. And um, Joe and I would like to thank Juan personally Juan because Juan, Juan, I mean, he's a mensch, and he works with his own hands and with his own hands to literally build this base measures and from his heart. He would come here every night, and he said he enjoyed coming because he'd see all the kids how happy they were learning here, and he said, "Why are they all so happy?" And he just <laughs> loved to be here. 
And so he, he really feels attached to the place, and we, we wouldn't have had it without his hard work. So thank you, Juan. Juan, thank you. Gracias. And thank you for coming, Juan. Thank you very much. That's amazing that he's here for this celebration. Yeah. Dr. Joe, what do you think? We're ready for the mezuzah to be put up in a minute. And uh, this uh, wonderful occasion on the holiday of Hanukkah, Hanukkah Sabayis, is going to be official. Just before I do that, yeah. I do want to say, really thank Lori because she, you understand, I call her at 9.30, Warren is there and he needs this. <laughs> she used to run, leave the kid, I mean, like find somebody, either Ma or somebody or my mom, just to take care of them. And then she would run, get the light, get this, do that. So I really do appreciate that all her wo hard work that she put into this and making it happen. So you're also on the contracting staff. We did staff. it together. Not, not just together. Scott. You're also <laughs> part of the staff. We did it together, everyone. And we do have to thank Scott, really, Rabbi Friedman, uh, Lori's brother, also like really put in a lot of effort and a lot of time into this. So we do appreciate it. We should mention, by the way, on a regular day, there's a minion happening right here in this base medrash. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the minion was moved so because we felt it was appropriate to discuss all of this and to celebrate together inside the base medrash. But usually... The minion is right here, and of course, that's how the day begins here at Heichal um, each and every day. Uh, we are going to go to... We're going to take two pictures with the mezuzot. Okay, we're taking pictures with the mezuzot. This is sticky. <laughs> <laughs> they tick it off? Rabin, you want to get in? Rabin? Yeah, these are the official uh, photographs that are taking place as we, as I forgot we're an audio presentation, as we, as we continue here at JM and the AM. This is the official uh, uh, photograph that's being taken place by Mayor Kruder and others uh, uh, to commemorate this occasion. Two beautiful. Joe, is there a word about these mezuzot? Or, or anybody can obtain these mezuzot? No, Lori, Lori went Lori, out tell me about this mezuzot. They're beautiful. Just um, our heart is always. Tell me about these mezuzot. Our, right. our heart is always in Israel. Like Joe brought that beautiful picture. We feel like when you enter the base medrash, you know, our, we're always our heart is davening at the kotel. So that's just the theme here. And Hashem should always answer all our tefillot. And the boys learning should enjoy learning here for many years to come. Amen. Phenomenal. And uh, and the mezuzah is being put up as we speak, and then they—I assume the uh, the boys here at Heichal are going to celebrate a little bit after the uh, affixing of the mezuzah. Am I right about that? Let's see. We got the official photographs going on as the mezuzahs are being uh, uh, placed on the base medrash doors by Dr. Joe Rosazada and by Rabbi Steckler, and. <laughs> I, I I can see what's going on. Both Dr. Joe and Rabbi Steckler are putting the mezuzah on together. That is one beautiful mezuzah that's going to be here at the Heichal Base Medrash. Mazel tov, mazel tov. We can consider this now an official Chanukah Sabayit as we uh, commemorate the Beit Midrash. I remind you that when you walk into the uh, Base Medrash area of Heichal, you will see a brand new plaque, Beit Midrash Zichron David, in loving memory of Mr. David Rosazada, David Ben Yosef HaKohen Rosazada Zal, and in honor of Mrs. Goltaj of Shalom Rosazada, Goltaj Basi, and done with love from their children and grandchildren, Dr. Joseph and Lori Rosazada, David Aiki, Rami Ruvain, Aaron, Talia, and Ellie, Dr. Rabin and Sima Rosazada, and Sippy, David Shimon, Ariella, and Shira. And as the uh, boys are uh, are singing an appropriate song, 
Al Hanisim here for Chanukah in celebration of today's event. I remind you about something that, uh, that we were reminded of earlier today, and that is that this is a holiday of miracles. And one of the greatest miracles that has taken place is when the Rosazadas, Rabin and Dr. Joe and their family, uh, were able to get out of uh, Iran and come here to the United States so that they could celebrate days like this. Rabin, Chag Chanukah Sameach. Chag Chanukah Sameach. So nice to, to have you. you here. Thank you. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> Nothing to apologize for. We just rarely have you on the air, and I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Dr. Joe, Dr. Rabin, your thoughts as you see this misiba, as you see this incredible celebration going on on this Hanukkah Tabayit. It's, it's amazing, really. As I said before, uh, you know, I come in the morning, I come in the afternoon, I come at night, and Baruch Hashem, I see them learning and striking away, and it's amazing to see. And the only thing I ask at Baruch Hu is that my father's neshama should have an aliyah and go higher and higher, Madriga to Madriga. How could it not with this incredible uh, development here and this uh, beautiful brand new base medrash. Rabin, what are your thoughts on this uh, auspicious day? Very nice. Big zakhut for all Kelal Israel. Bezrat Hashem should be masliach to Joe and Lori and the whole family and all Kelal Israel. Bezrat Hashem should always share with Samachot together, obviously with you always, to add on to our simcha. It's just an amazing feeling to be here from a different country that you have no freedom and being here and enjoying with the boys and starting something new. We have it? Rabin, earlier Joe told us about how difficult it must have been and, and to a degree you were able to see your father's adjustment to being in the United States and the sacrifice he made for you and your family and eventually all of this. You're a little bit older. What is your perspective of those days? What do you remember from the early days in the U.S.? Well, one thing that I have to say, my, my father, even though he didn't speak the language, even though it was a new country for him, he loved being here. He loved that, you know, we had the freedom. He loved that, you know, the kids go to yeshiva. He loved when we go to Brooklyn and he sees people with the big yarmulke. He sees the little kids going to yeshiva. And he, uh, he, he really tried, you know, to make sure that everything gets done perfectly. And, you know, we are going to the right school and get the right yeshiva and education that, that we needed. He was, like, so persistent to learn and for us to make sure that we get the best education. Even though the life was very difficult for them, they made sure that we get the education. And we really owe it to my mom and my father, definitely. You know, my mother used to wake us up every single night to make sure that we study and we edu get educated. Two, three o'clock. Oh, you have a test tomorrow, nine o'clock. You got to get up. And Bezat Hashem, in this Zahud, my, my mom should, you know, be to 120 years with Briyut and all the good things, Bezat Hashem. There are comments on the uh, app that I wanted to mention. A shout out to Yaakov Saif, a senior at Heichal. Thank you for a wonderful education and creating a warm environment for growth for the students. And I bet you they also thank you for the new base medrash. The rabbi is out there listening in Boynton Beach and tuned in. And we have one more, according to one of our people on the app, we have one more way to say Happy Hanukkah. In Montreal, they say Joyu Hanukkah. So you can add that to the list uh, as we wish you a Mabruk Hanukkah uh, to all the uh, people in the Rosazada family. Uh, I thank you very much. Thank you for making us part of this. As we said earlier, it's, it, now that I think about it and all the time that has gone by, it's incredible how many different things we've had the opportunity to do uh, with the Rosada family, with Simon, Jacob, and, and everybody who's celebrating here today. I did not know anything about Heichal before we first spoke. 
about coming Are you here. amazed? I, I, I am amazed. It's beautiful. I, I was had a very good time here the other day when we came to visit. I did not know the yeshiva existed, frankly, and it's here six years. A very effective high school with large grades, um, you know, that are uh, servicing a lot of families. And now the base mentors program, it's, it, there's no question that this is a, a necessary and very, very uh, important institution in the community. So call a kavod uh, to Rabbi Steckler and everybody here. And at again, Hayfront. I want to say again, thank you to Rabbi Parnas, yes. who really, really reached out to me at the beginning and the whole thing. And I really appreciate appreciate that. And again, Juan is here again. As I said, like he said, what are, they, what are these guys That's doing? Rav Parnas, was what, you were in what grade when you first met him? I was in 8th grade, grade. And Rabin was in 12th uh, grade. And sorry. Rabin, which Rabbeim do you remember? Rabbi Snow. Rabbi Snow. Rabbi Snow was and Rabbi Malavsky. And Rabbi Abel. And Rabbi Abel. And, you know, these people, they really have impacted, you know, every single part of my life. Especially, we you know, Rabbi Snow and the whole JEC from the very beginning when we started, when we came here, they make sure they accommodated me and, you know, becoming very friendly. And they actually one thing that I'm really, really uh, are, are honored, they actually hired somebody for an hour for me to have private lessons in order for me to catch up to the college and in order for me to be able to, to pass my grades and do well in the school and go to school and, you know, Baruch Hashem, Going to medical school and everything else like that. So I really over, you know, the, you know, the really sacrifice that you know the whole community has done for us, and you know we really are very thankful for that. They were, they were there. They were there. They were really there. They were there for you. Unbelievable what they did for your family. So about both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. More coming up. You're listening to a Chag Urim Sameach Tuesday morning Chanukah edition of JM in the AM. I do
our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, NalcolmSiegel.com, on the NalcolmSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. My thanks to the entire Rosazada family. Joe Tadaraba, thank you. Thank you for giving us this privilege. And Mazal Tov to the, everybody here at Heichal. Not only enjoy the new beautiful base measures, use the brand new beautiful base measures, and use it through most of the hours of the day and night, and continue to make our community proud with all the Torah study that's going on here. I want to thank Avrami. I want to thank ZK. I want to thank Yoni, on-the-spot engineer. I want to thank our producer, Miriam L. Wallach, one of the easiest assignments she's had in a long, long time. A big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach. It was not an easy morning. And a big thank you to uh, Mayor Kruder, Kruder.com, for uh, agreeing to be the official photographer of this morning's broadcast. And, of course, for my Steckler and all the Rebbeim and staff here at Heichal, continued success and a very happy Hanukkah. Plenty more tomorrow morning. Some people may be off tomorrow. We are not. We're on tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Till then, Alchem Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Thank you.